This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. I do have a uh, Rough Riders here in front of me. The old-fashioned like hard copy. You know, Look have you seen you. these things? Have you sniffed it? Oh man, it smells great. Mm. Mm. It's not. It's not the only thing I've sniffed. Oh my! <laughs> I have no idea what that even meant. Let's get rolling. Yeah. I'm gonna try to watch uh, the 100 before I go to work. Are you? Yeah. Oh man, it's good. Every season, um, I the first like two episodes, I'm like, man, this is sort of lame. But then I get into it. By the third or fourth, I'm hooked again. Because it's, it's great. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a great show. What we could just talk is? about that instead of aftershock. Are we gonna do uh, the 100 podcast? I could do it. <laughs> it's a good show, man. It has a lot of different elements. It is. I'm going to cut you off every time you start your intro, by the way. Uh, I'm going to do it right now. Aftershock <laughs> Central Podcast, episode 20. Ha! I did it. In record time. We, uh, we're back. Yep. I forced Jack <clears throat> to record with me. Two-thirds of us are back. Two-thirds of us are back. Ronnie, uh, Ronnie started a new job, and he's uh, busy as always. Yeah, providing for his family and God, all those lame, lame excuses. God, he's like, I want more money and, and insurance. And I'm like, insurance? Right. I want to feed my kids. You don't need insurance. Our president's going to get rid of that stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need that junk. Is this a political segue into... Uh... The vice or the president in Rough Riders. You know, I just gotta, I, I, I just gotta take a jab. I just gotta take a <laughs> every, jab whenever I can. Every, gotta take at least one Trump jab. Yeah, once a day. yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna take like a week off of podcasting because I was just so pissed off at all the political stuff going on. And uh, somebody's like, uh, they they messaged me. They're like, "What do you mean take a week off?" He's like, "You should be angry on every podcast about all bull crap instead yeah. of taking a week off." <laughs> So I was like, you know what? You're right. Use your platform. Yeah. Alienate all your conservative listeners. Listen, if uh, <laughs> if we have conservative listeners, they left a long time ago, okay? Because some of okay. the BS that we spew on some of these shows, <laughs> there's no way we have conservative listeners. I don't know. We might. Yeah. Hey, conservative listeners. Anyway. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're uh, we're back to talk aftershock after uh, our 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 thirty minute introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know the real reason Ronnie can't be on this podcast is because he's on like fifteen different podcasts. Uh, I thought it's because he hates aftershock. Uh, That's what I, I heard. Think he hates. I mean, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> it might be an alternative well, fact. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's not here to defend himself, so. <laughs> But every time I try to get on the podcast with him, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm on with well, – I'm podcasting with Paul or, or me and Aaron are about to do whatever lame podcast. See, look <laughs> at that. He, he he can do DC podcast, but he can't do an Aftershock podcast. Shame on you, exactly. Ronnie. Exactly, man. Shame on you. Let's uh, let's get rolling because we've been gone for a while. Yep. Ro- Ronnie wanted to cancel the show, and I said, no, I'm recording with or without yep. you. Even if you had to do it by yourself, you were I, ready. I almost did. I almost did. Um, 
And actually, I talked to uh, Chris from uh, Boom Addiction because uh, he, he, you know, Chris used to do an Aftershock podcast. Uh, Chris Parton and Ed. Oh, is yeah. he the guy we met on the Facebook? Yes, group? yes, yes, yes. Okay, he's he's, he's actually he, he's local. He he lives near me, huh. and he actually works in Charlotte. So he's also cool. local to you. Yeah, but awesome. uh, yeah. So I talked to him. He's he's busy as well. So. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to knock one out. And then luckily, you came along. Yeah. I'm here for you. Do you want to do uh, news first or you want to talk about this book first? Um, I can go either way, man. Why don't you pick? All right. Let's do, let's do news first. Let's do news. Yeah. yeah people like news. to have the news up front. There's, uh, there's a lot of news, a lot of new books being announced. Um, I'm going to start with Pestilence because I know that was teased. Oh, God. Probably a month or two ago, I think. Um. And I know we talked about it very briefly on this podcast. You might not remember. Because all they had shown was the one image. It was like, uh, it looked like a knight. I guess it was maybe just the cover. Of oh, right. Yeah. But uh, now medieval, it's. A- medieval zombie series. Yes. It's right? officially announced. Uh, Frank Thierry and Oleg Okunev. Man, I'm so good at pronouncing names. Uh, <laughs> are doing this book. It's coming out. Uh. God, I should have checked when it was coming out. I, I want to say April or May, if I'm not mistaken. Pestilence is set huh. in during the era of the Black Plague, so 14th century. And it's kind of a what-if story. What if the Black Plague was actually a zombie, zombie. plague? Yeah. But it wasn't put down in the history books as that. Uh, right. I think that's so interesting, dude. Uh, here we go. It's, it's no. coming out in May. Yeah, I just saw that coming out of it, This is a cool concept because I don't remember, unless I'm forgetting something. I don't remember a zombie story that's not set in like the present time, or at least the near future. Yeah, yeah. Usually they're either present or like a post-apocalyptic near future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is cool. I think um, I think I compare this to. There's a movie that's similar in concept, actually. Um, actually, I've got the the next announcement. I'm going to talk about it. I, Reminded me of a movie as well. But uh, it's called... I think it's called The Black Death. Or The Black Plague, maybe. And if I remember correctly, it stars Nicolas Cage. Huh. If I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. And it was on Netflix, so you can probably watch it if it's still on there. But it uh, it's pretty much the same. It takes place during The Black Plague, and there's kind of zombies running around. Um, that's, yeah. That's not the main part of the movie, but they're in the background, and uh, it was actually pretty well done, surprisingly, for uh, huh. for a Nick Cage movie. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know that guy, that Nick Cage, right? You know, he he does a lot of uh, projects where he just wants to do whatever he wants to do, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm I'm so, looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'm I got not. I have a little bit of mixed emotions because I don't typically like medieval stories. Um, remember, I was the one hating on uh, ah, that Valiant book on the on the Valiant Central page. Uh, Britannia. Um, Britannia. It's hard for me to get in stories like that, but I like zombie stuff, so maybe uh, it'll catch me in the middle somewhere. And see, I'm a huge zombie guy, but the thing yeah. about zombie movies, like you have to be a fan because a lot of them rehash the same basic premise. Um, and it, it's it's very it's very rare to have like an right. original story uh, with zombies. Yeah, it's not an incredibly complex 
plot. Typically, sure, sure. There's, but there's I mean, zombies. It, it can people. be. No, it totally can be though. It just depends on you know if you want to do what everybody else is doing, or right. if you want to try your hand at something new. Which um, is what this is. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was looking up zombie movies last night, and uh, I've seen pretty much all of them on like every top fifty list. Yeah. Uh, but there's some that come along and do cool things. I don't know if you've seen uh, Wormwood. No, that's on HBO, right? It's uh, no, it's on Netflix. No, no. It's on Netflix. It's an Australian oh, zombie flick, and uh, th- they do some cool stuff with it. There's yeah, even some s- uh, some telepathy and telekinesis stuff. Huh? It's going on my my bucket list right now. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't remember the full title, but I know it's Wormwood. W is it new? I R M W O D. Uh, came out last year, two years ago, maybe. Huh. It's fairly recent. Sounds familiar. Yeah, Wormwood. Um, it's it's almost Mad Maxi in a way. Yeah, like there's armored vehicles and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I love Frank Thierry stuff. Um, I don't know if I'm familiar with <coughs> Oleg Okunov too much, but looking at the the preview images, I like the art. Yeah, the art looks great. Um, it's got a it's got a little bit of that um- Umberto Ramos feel. Um, kind of manga-ish a little bit um, but it's uh, it's very cool looking did you ever read that Crimson book that he did back in the 90s I have no idea I don't think so it almost reminds me of that uh, it came it was on the same I think huh. it was a Wildstorm imprint they had Crimson which was a uh, vampires and there was a book called Battle Chasers um, it looked a lot like this if you haven't read those you should check them out they're Really good. Matter of fact, reminds- Battle Chasers, they just did a Kickstarter to turn it into a video game. And I believe they're going to launch it with uh, a comic to go with it. This reminds me of the Scorpion. Have you ever read, like, the... What are they? European? Where is it from? It's not It's not. A, it's not an American company, but Cinebook? I don't I think, think so. It doesn't sound familiar. Somebody told me to get into these a while back, and I bought it. I didn't really like it, but the art looks like that it's, to me. Well, maybe because they're typically medieval, also. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But it's they're it's really colorful, like vibrant yeah. looking art. Yeah, I like it. Uh, this this might not be the art style that a lot of comic fans really dig. Um, I know I've heard maybe it's just a circle I run in. No, I like it, man. It yeah. looks pretty detailed. I'm looking at it here on my. It does. Phone. It looks great. It looks great. So I'm looking forward to that. Pestilence coming out in May. And then the other book that was announced, which I'm really stoked for, is Baby Teeth. Baby Teeth. Yeah. It's uh, written by Donnie Cates with art by Gary Brown. And I know you're an image guy. You're reading God Country, aren't you? No, you always call me an image guy, but I don't really read, <laughs> read that many image books. Uh, well, see, like, because you're in the image fan group or whatever, and I always, I, I used to see you posting on there a lot. I got kicked off. Did you really? Yeah. What? We're boycotting no, image. Listen, are you are you and this is a really really off topic, but are you are you cutting out that political stuff you said at the beginning? <laughs> no. Because I you said there's not many conservative fan comic fans left or whatever <laughs> listening. That that group, let me tell you, I made a comment, a pro Hillary Clinton comment during the election on my own Facebook page and the admin of that page 
made a comment. He didn't like it. He replied to me on my page, didn't like it. And then my wife, you know, got in an argument with him. <laughs> and he kicked me out of the group. Terrible. I'm not lying. Just should... for that. It wasn't had nothing to do with anything posted on the page. And then Ronnie um, confronted him and said, hey, why are you kicking people off for stuff they post on their own page? And he kicked Ronnie out. Wow. I'm not lying. So, right, anyways. So, if you're an Image fan, don't join that uh, Image comic <laughs> fan group because it's terrible. So, if you're wondering why I haven't been posting on there lately. That makes sense. Now you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anyway, you should read God Country. It's really good. I, I really like what Donnie Cates does. Um, have you read his yeah. other stuff? Uh, like what? Uh, Buzzkill. Um, what was the one that he did? It was kind of like Escape from L.A. where the guy was driving the 18-wheeler. Anyway, I don't remember. But all, all his books have this, like, awesome, like, 80s feel to them. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's always a nice callback. God Country is very different. I think there's two issues out of that. It's by image. Um, yeah, I know that's a popular book. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like The Wizard of Oz if Dorothy was an old man with Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's really good. Really, really well done. Um, there's a lot of fantasy elements and stuff in it. Uh, Baby Teeth is about a, a pregnant 19-year-old or 16-year-old who is pregnant with the Antichrist. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. And I, all I know is the cover when she see, she has the uh, uh, the, the thing you take a pregnancy, yeah, the pregnancy test, test. with, mm-hmm. the little urine thing, and it has a plus or minus. Hers has like a pendulum on it. Yeah. As the symbol. Yeah. It's awesome. That's pretty awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I love anything Donny Cates does, so I'm I'm picking this up. If I knew nothing about this book, I would still pick it up just for Donny Cates. Oh, awesome! I think uh, I think Donny's a great pickup for any publisher, and any publisher that refuses to publish his work is stupid. Uh, so I'm really glad that AfterShock is giving him uh, the chance to do something here. Uh, yeah, cool. I actually, he hasn't I, done a lot of stuff. I just I just looked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't look like he's done a ton of stuff. Well, he was. I posted on the on the Valley Central page too, because somebody posted something about Donny Cates, and uh, he used to work for Valiant, um, huh. but not writing anything. He was doing like design work for characters and setting up backstories and things like that uh, when yeah. they first relaunched, and then he ended up leaving uh, to do his own creator-owned stuff uh, elsewhere. Huh. So. Oh, I know what it was. Um, somebody had posted a picture of uh, Donnie's Twitter account because Donnie had changed his header image to be Quantum and Woody. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, right, right. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess now the the rumor is maybe he's going to write a Quantum and Woody Quantum series, and Woody. Which, huh. that's great. That's great because I love Donnie. So, uh, yeah, Baby Teeth. It looks like, you know, there's there's a lot of horror and fantasy and sci-fi at Aftershock. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I love that. It's totally in my wheelhouse. So, uh, Joe and everybody else, keep up the good work. And uh, keep buying, keep making books that I'm going to buy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all about us. It's all about us. Don't worry about anybody else. You know that Martin's going to buy it. Um, I think Baby Teeth comes out in June. Yeah. That's scheduled for June as well. What's the last bit of news that I've got? Oh, I've got two more pieces. Uh, oh, oh, so that's all. That's the only new books. Well, the other because new they... book is the Normals, right? By Adam Glass, who well, does. Well, I mean, Heart and Crux. World Reader, and 
Eleanor and the. Yeah, we'll talk about weird. those next. But the, the, those have been announced already. This is okay, this is a brand gotcha. new announcement. Uh, the normals is Adam Glass and Dennis Calero, and this also reminded me of another Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about Nick Cage over there at the aftershock. Uh, that yeah, have you seen that movie, The Family Man? Oh yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of that, maybe, uh, except maybe in reverse. So in Family Man, he's kind of a jerk all about himself, and he wakes up one day, and he's got a family and kids, and he has to uh, learn to deal with that. It seems with the normals, it's kind of the reverse. Um, he's got a family, and maybe wakes up one day, and his family's gone, and he has to find a way to get his family back. Uh, but of Get course, you know, hilarity ensues and he has to save the world and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very and he's, he's, he, and he's doing a great job with, uh, Rough Riders. Is it Rough Riders? Yeah, yeah. Rough Riders. Is that what he's writing? Yeah. That's what he's writing. Um, is he do? is he write for DC? He writes for DC or Marvel, doesn't he? Um, I don't think he does now. Does uh. he? I don't know. I think he has in the past, but I don't think he's doing anything now. Let's see. Um, he did some Suicide Squad and stuff back in the day. I know that. Maybe that's well, what I'm back in of. the day, like a few years ago. Adam Glass. He did. Yeah, he's done Batman through the Looking Glass. Mm, yeah, that was good. He did Deadpool. Really? Did some Deadpool stuff, some Luke Cage stuff. Yeah, and you're right. Here's Suicide Squad. Not a ton. I thought there would be more. See, I'm not a big Marvel guy, so I know you. Well, are. I don't. I don't. I just. I remember his name, but I, it doesn't look like he's done a, a ton of stuff for Marvel. A couple yeah. things here and there. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, man. Uh, yeah, the normals. Rough, rough Riders. The normals. Yeah, normals is coming out in April. That's a pretty quick turnaround because usually they they'll announce things months and months in advance. Yeah. This was announced well, maybe like this past week. Maybe they need to get stuff out because some of this other stuff seems like it's slowing down. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I was looking at the schedule, and it looks like um, there's a few books coming back. Um, I saw that uh, – I mean, you have the, the normal stuff, right? So Shipwreck's still going on, although there's right. no Shipwreck in March. The next issue is in, in April. Uh, my assumption for that is probably partially due to – Phil Hester. Phil Hester. I'm assuming part of that is is Phil Hester's uh, work schedule with Shipwreck, maybe. Although, yeah, you know, he's, Warren Ellis is also busy. He just relaunched The Wildstorm, which is fantastic. Right. Well, Blood Bluster comes out next week. Yes, Blood Bluster no, comes two out week, next in week. two weeks. Yep. March 15th. So Blood Bluster's out, Insects, Captain Kidd. I think Captain Kidd ends at issue five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, so sad. Alters is still going on. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, but the next month in in you well, can't like, you can't love them all. Yeah, you can't. If love you them if all. you love if you love them all, you're not being honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Jackpot's coming back in April. Yeah, American Monsters one. coming back in April. Is it? Well, that came back for like one ep- one issue. Yeah. Well, the next one's out in April. And then it's going to get on that uh, Afterlife with Archie <laughs> schedule. <laughs> that book comes out literally like once a year. Yeah. Or twice a year at best. Yeah, I think they'd have, uh, what, eight or nine issues in three years, four years? <laughs> and they don't cancel it. They just keep saying, hey, sure, whatever. Yeah, we'll just re it. 
I guess because people people buy it. Yeah, people buy people it when like it comes it, out. So. It, I love that book. That's my favorite yeah. Archie book. <laughs> uh, they did yeah, the same me, thing me with uh, the other stuff. It's the only Archie book I read. Yeah, me too. I was reading uh, Black Hood. Um, all those uh, was it Black Hood, Hangman? They had a bunch like a new line that they brought out, and those were all consistently delayed. Uh, yeah. They had that one called The Shield. I think they released two issues, and they keep resoliciting the third one, and it just never comes out. Hmm. Um, I don't know what the deal is with that. But in April, we get – so those books come back, and then you get the first issue of Eleanor and the Egret. Yep. Which we know the Egret is like a flamingo-type bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, according to you. Yeah. I've never seen one. And uh, World Reader, that comes out. You want to talk about those two briefly? In April. Yeah, in April. Um, let's let's talk about those briefly, because I know that there were previews uh, in the Rough Riders Rise of the Nation book. For both. That just came out, for both of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they look pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's, do, let's do Eleanor and the Egret first. Um, I think that's the... Odd, odder book of the two. Jeez, uh, I have no idea what it's about, but it looks extremely odd. The art looks odd. The the main character in it looks kind of odd. <laughs> Everybody's expression in the book, their pants like sagging down weird, looks odd. Well, I think it just looks odd because of the art style, right? Yeah, the art style is um, definitely odd. But if you well, if you're used but, to that art style, then it's not so odd. Right. Uh, and I, I've been a Sam Keith fan for a long time. Um, you know, obviously through the Max and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Max is one of my favorite all-time things ever. It's got a very similar kind of painterly style as that, um, but even more abstract than the Max was. And that that's saying a lot because mm-hmm. the Max is... Artistically, it's, it's a very odd book. I mean, yeah, the, the plot-wise, too, uh, the way right. the story evolves also, but um, in terms of the art. And I think uh, it, it's kind of like the next step in, in Sam Keith's stuff. I, I love Sam Keith. I'm, I'm looking forward to the book. Yeah. Um, I wonder it, how, how well it's going to do just because of the fact that it's, it's so weird artistically. Yeah, well, you know, well, I don't mind the art. It looks, it looks interesting. The art that, that gets me is when it's so abstract that you can't really tell what's going on sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, different characters kind of – it's hard to differentiate them. That's what annoys me. But this this is unusual, but uh, I like it. looks kind of cool. Yeah. Now, uh, John Lehman is – he did two, right? Yes. And that's that was a really successful book. Yeah, that's true. Um. So this seems like it has some promise. Yep. God, I love Sam Keith's art style. I don't even know what it is about it. No, mm. it's cool. Anyways, it's coming out <laughs> in April, and then World Reader. Uh, I'm super stoked for it, and I don't even know why. Like we we don't know anything about this book yet. But judging, yeah, it's sci-fi. Yeah, it's very sci-fi. Judging from the preview, it um, it reminds me a little bit of. Oh God! What's that Jeff Lemire book that I love? Oh, uh, what the the kid robot? No, no, not the sender. Trillium. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, but okay. 
But a lot of books kind of <laughs> look like that. No, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That sort of sp- spacey other world exp- exploration type look. Yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, still, it's interesting. It's got like that black science feel too, which I love black science. Yeah. Um, so yeah now, do I'm you read any of Jove Loveness? Any of his other stuff? Um, I probably have. I probably have. I don't. You know, usually if I read something, I don't really follow who the creators are. Um, yeah. With very few exceptions. I, I don't. I don't recognize. He, he, I don't. Again, it doesn't look like he's done a ton, but I, I, he is writing Nova right now for Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, to be honest, I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. But I, I'm also. I mean, it's 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 that that new kid Nova, and and I, I'm not all. I'm not that interested. Yeah, I think in the I think that's so. what. I think that's what a lot of the issue is the new Nova, not so much a story. Yeah, it's hard to tell with stories like that that are you know scripted by the publisher and the the guys just kind of thrown into it it's hard to compare that to like an independent work which could be a lot better or a lot worse mm-hmm. once the creative team's in total control yep i do like that they're using wando for interiors he's been busy for aftershock hasn't he he has he has um i i, I see a lot of his covers um, but it's always nice to see him on interiors. He's got a, a very interesting art style. Yeah, I got him to sign American Monster number one. Did you? Last time I saw him. He was at, uh, wasn't he at Heroes? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I think so. Cool, so uh, those are the announcements. Yep. Very cool. Uh, the last one was uh, first printing of Blood Blister was sold out. Um, I don't even know cool. what that means anymore, to be honest with you. Sold out. Um, well, I mean... Yeah, especially for a, a smaller publisher. Yeah, because they got low print runs, right? Yeah, I mean, if it seems to me that Aftershock's pretty smart with the way they put things out. Um, yeah. So I don't think they would do, you know, like a 20,000 print run on a new book. But if they do, like, you know, seven or eight and that sells out, that's probably pretty good. <laughs> Right, because you know, you're not wasting the extra money on unnecessary printing costs. Mm-hmm. Um, I should actually look. When did that came out last month? Let's see if it's on. Yeah, I don't see it in the top 300. Yeah, oh, I doubt it. Um, so the print runs probably less than two or three thousand copies, I would assume. Right. Uh, but that's still pretty good, I would say, for a small publisher like this. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know, man. This Phil Hester, he's I, as a writer. I don't know how many heads he would turn because I, I mean, I, I think of him as an artist, but as a writer, what I don't know what comes to mind mm-hmm. that's significant. The uh, the top aftershock book in terms of sales was Animosity: The Rise at eighty five hundred copies. Of course. Uh, which that's not surprising based on the right. the author. Yeah, uh, and then there again, you're pulling in a popular DC. Yeah, exactly. Writer, exactly. And you've got after our shipwreck at the next one down at 6,300 copies. Which again, Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis. It's the name, man. Yep. 
Yep. Then you got Black Eyed Kids, 2100, and Captain Kidd at 2000. Yeah, and those, in my opinion, those are not necessarily the top four or five books after Shock puts out. I but would they got agree the biggest names. They, well, they do. I would put Alters up there, and Alters is not even on the list. Oh, no, Alters is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd put Rough Riders up there. Oh, that's a good segue. Let's talk about Rough Riders. <laughs> Riders on the Storm, number one. So this, yeah, man. This is a new mini based on these characters. Mm-hmm. And it picks up a few years after the events of the first one. starts off in 1901 uh, with the death of President McKinley, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yep. Which, uh, this, which this actually happened. Absolutely. Theodore Roosevelt was his vice president and took over for him when he assass- got assassinated. Yep. Which is what happens in the comic. It, it's exactly what happens in the comic. So uh, everything in this holds true to history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Rough Riders were actually a real thing. Right. Uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to see these characters coming, coming back. Um, I still love that they're doing the, the interaction with uh, Houdini and, and the boxer. Um, that was yeah. still my favorite thing from the first series. Right, um, and obviously they don't need to do a lot of introduction because if you read the first series, you already know who all these characters are. Um, well, now what did you think about that? Because I I really enjoyed reading this because it the way he writes this story, this group of characters, it's just fun to read regardless of what the story is, their interactions, stuff like you mentioned. Um, but it felt identical to the first issue of the first arc. Oh, I don't know about me. identical, but yeah, it did use a lot of the same plot devices. I would say. It was it was just a uh, getting the band together. Yes. This time they're getting the band back together, but it's like okay, we're, what's what's Teddy Roosevelt doing? What's what's each character doing, and how are they, you know, coming back to the team? Well, I mean, you kind of need that, right? Because if you didn't read the first mini, you right? Still Since they're doing a number number one again, correct? You still got to introduce yeah. the characters again, uh, but you don't want to do it in a way that will alienate people that have read the first series. Right. Um, so I think that was done really well, uh, really, really well. Uh, I like the fact that they, you know, reference the fact that Teddy Roosevelt is the vice president. Yeah. Right. Because that, adds that's a completely important. different dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. To the team. Absolutely. Um, and I think it'll be interesting because since he's the the VP and obviously he's going to become the president. Um, will the Rough Riders become kind of like, you know, I don't know, CIA or Secret Service type team? Uh, fu- uh, funded a by more the legit. Yeah, a little yeah. more legit. More resources at hand. Uh, maybe not, uh, you know, people are not going to know who they are. They'll see be a, a Black Ops team because it, since they're tying it into history, they can't reveal the Rough Riders as an actual team. Right? right. Otherwise, we would have that in the history books. <laughs> true yeah. well this, that's what this is exactly exactly um there is a new member of the team which i thought was interesting monk eastman well now wait is he new well he's new to the team because if you remember in the first mini uh t- they recruited him they right? recruited him but he was kind yeah. of an a-hole right and so they threw him off the ship <laughs> yeah um, and but now he's back, and I guess Teddy which, is, is recruiting him for this team, which is curious. Like, why do they? Because if you, if you didn't trust him on that first mission, 
what is what is it about this mission where he's all of a sudden useful? Well, I'm going to tell you my my crazy theory time. Let's do it. Um, Eastman's a, a gangster, right? So right. He, he's got underground connections. And mm-hmm. I think the way that they're going to figure out what the whole conspiracy is to kill McKinley is going to be through Eastman's underground connections. And that's kind of why they need him. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. You know, because um, they don't. The team doesn't have that right now. Yeah, um, for sure. So it'll be interesting. I, I thought it was funny that he's running a, a pet shop as a front. Yeah, as a front. He's like, hey, it's not a front. <laughs> I thought that was. I pretty love interesting. pets. Yeah, I love kittens and bunny rabbits. Yeah, exactly. And guns, exactly, and drugs. But it, drug deals. It, it does bring an, a, an interesting new narrative, though, because it also you, you get that um, you, you get a little bit of of infighting with uh, Houdini and uh, his buddy. Damn it! What's the boxer's name? Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Um, because Eastman's a little bit racist, and yeah. Jack Johnson's black, and so they mm-hmm. really get go at it. Um, and that whole scene was awesome, by the way. Houdini is like the yeah. ninjack of Rough Riders. He is, which is extremely unlikely, but they uh, they make it work. Yeah, they make it work. <laughs> I love when he uh, he handcuffs Eastman's hand to uh, Jack Johnson's foot. Oh it's, right, it's like they're playing Twister. He's, they're all yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. He 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 um he sort of he out of the three of them, he sort of wins that whole battle. Yeah. He's the most elusive guy in the yeah. group. Yeah, it was well done. Uh, and at the at the end, there's a uh, secret. There's sort of a surprise ending, surprise appearance by somebody I thought was dead. Didn't didn't we? Yeah. Well, it was kind of weird the way that the first series ended. Um, I don't know if it was completely clear that she had died. Well, obviously she wasn't. But I thought they made – I thought sort of feel like – and that's why uh, uh, Houdini and Jack Johnson right at the end are so excited. They're like, what's she doing here? Because right. that was sort of the implication at the end of the first run is that she was dead. Yep. Well, and the way that Teddy gets them all back together is he sends them a note to meet them at this train yard. Um, and <laughs> right. I, I love how like it's not it's – a, it's a secret meeting. But Teddy's in like the super fancy train car. It's got like yeah. gold TR emblazoned on the side, right? Um, and they're, they're in the super busy train station. And the way he gets them <clears throat> in the train is with these giant metal tentacles, right? Uh, that come out the top of the that train. come out the top of the train, um, and he gets the whole team inside. Uh, my assumption would be that it was super quick, but I, I would still think that people would see what's going on. <laughs> And being like, what's this? Just my assumption. I mean, it is Grand Central Station. You know, it's right. always a busy place. Um, and inside, Edison's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite person to hate because he's the worst. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's cool. It was well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this book. This has sort of become one of those titles where, you know, you can trust it. Whatever issue Adam puts out, it's going to be some solid. Yeah, and I think what I like about it is, you know, there's there's some things where you you want to see what the the underlying fabric of the story is, um, and some things that some books that purposely don't give you information, like Shipwreck, for example, right? Right. Uh, where they purposely mess with your mind. 
And Rough Riders is never that. It's always a very straightforward story. There's always tons of action. Um, And it's just a fun read. It's like a a palate Mm -hmm. cleanser, you know? Yeah. Um, And I like that. Sometimes you need that. Mm -hmm. Especially after you read terrible books, you want something really good and fun (laughs) to just, you know. That you can trust. Yeah. You're like, ah, I'm so upset about this this Donald Trump book. And boom, (laughs) you read Rough Riders. What Donald Trump book are you reading? I don't know. (laughs) Mein Kampf. No, you don't want every book to be like this. But no, sure, sure, you, sure. You need something like this mixed in with your other horror and sci-fi stuff, intense stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it, it even though it's not sci-fi, it still fits in um, in that genre kind of because it is alt history right. in many ways. You know. Yeah, I meant like that dark sci-fi. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Type book that everybody does. Sure. I don't know. We'll see what happens next issue because this guy on the cover, the the shadow that you see, looks like he's got a bunch of guns, robot hands, like tubes coming out of his uh, shoulders. Oh, on the cover of issue one. For, no, the cover for issue two. Well, he's on the cover of issue one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, look at the cover of issue one. You see a close-up of his yeah, you see the gun and the Iron hand. Man looking hand. Yeah. Did you watch Lego Batman? I haven't. I've been trying to go see it. The, the pass- My kids want to see it. The, dude, the password to the Batcave. Let me, I'm going to ruin this part for you. The password to the Batcave is Iron Man sucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. They would do that. <laughs> mm. I don't know now how they Iron pull Man? that off. But yeah. why, why Iron Man and not uh, some other character? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny. Because he's sort of the father of the MCU. Sure. But be real though, how many how many it's seminal funny. Iron Man stories do you know? <laughs> all of them. Dude, he's got like one seminal story, <laughs> the one where he's drunk all the time. Right. And that's it. That's it. That's his that's his thing. And Civil War. That's it. So uh anyways, let's uh let's rate up Rough Riders, Riders on the Storm, number one. Whew. That's tough. You go. Yeah, I'll go. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just give it a three and a half out of five. Mm. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a good book. It wasn't, it didn't blow me away, but it was a super fun read and I love being back in this world. So. I'll do the exact same score. <laughs> I, th- I thought, uh, so I can't, because I can't think of anything to knock it down, but since it was sort of just a, a rehash, I mean, it was, in my opinion, it was more or less like the first issue of the first arc mm-hmm. for me as a reader. I was read it all the way through, then it's, it wasn't mind blowing or anything. So, three point five is still a good score, though. Fair for enough. a good book, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, trying to think, and I think Animosity Volume One comes out this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was scheduled for. I think it was scheduled for last week, and now it's coming out this week. Um, and then right, like hot on the heels of this one, Riders in the Storm number two comes out. Is it next week? Oh, it's at the end of the no. month. End of the month. I was gonna say that. Yeah. That'd be way too. Yeah. Quick. That makes no. Yeah. No. March fifteenth. That's what I have. I've got the twenty ninth. Really? 
what what are you looking at? Aftershockcomics.com. Mm. That that I doubt that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my comic geeks app, I'm sure, has the inside scoop. On yeah, that. we we already know that your comic geeks app is always wrong. <laughs> it is, man. Um, it's got to the point where I go to my comic shop and and if he doesn't have a book on my list, I'm like, that's ah, probably wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Think, Usually, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting upset. I'm like, hey, man, that's my book. Why don't you have it? Or what's going on here? And, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't do that anymore because after a little thirty minutes later, after we're both researching, it's like, oh, my stupid Comic Geeks app is yeah, give me some, feed me some more BS. Yep. Now I think the only thing I've got on here is Rough Riders Nation for this week, and then I don't have anything until the twenty second. Looks like the twenty second well, is Alters. Well, Alters is next week. It's not what I have. <laughs> Crap. Uh, so I got next week, I have Alters 5, Black Eyed Kids 12. Well, either the Aftershock side is wrong <laughs> or your comics app is wrong, and I'm going to say your comics <sighs> app is wrong. Lame. <laughs> oh, I got a call. I got to run. Can you close out? Yeah, we'll me? close out. Cool, man. Later. See ya. This has been the Aftershock Central Podcast, episode 20. Thanks for joining us. We will do our best to come back at you in, uh, in two weeks to talk about some new books. You can find Jack on Twitter at Jack Sutherland. Ronnie is at Rumbar316. I'm at Geekvine. The show, the show is at AftershockPod, and you can email hello at nerdlegion.com. We'll catch you again next time.